When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yas Queen. Yas Queen. Yas Queen. Again. Oh. Yas Queen. Yas Queen. Again. Yas Queen. Yas Queen. Yas. 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 Hi, I'm Madison Malone Kircher. And I'm Rachel Hampton, and you're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it, Slate's podcast about internet culture. Did you see Adele? I did see Adele. I saw someone got proposed to at the Adele concert, and I was like, is love real? <laughs> Specifically, did you see Adele and Oprah? Uh, I saw that it was a two-hour special, and I thought, I'm going to wait for the highlights to resurface on Twitter. Did you Did you watch that? I did the same thing, mostly because I simply knew that at some point they were going to talk about Adele's weight loss, and I, oh. I just didn't want to ruin my Sunday night. Oh, you mean Oprah? Queen of... <laughs> mm. WW, Weight Watchers, whatever <laughs> the fuck that is now. Loves bread. Well, the wagon load full of fat. Of course, they're going to talk about her weight loss. They inevitably did get into it during that interview with Adele that aired Saturday night along with that concert. Uh, so we thought we would bring you the most important voice in that whole conversation. I was, and I was body positive then and I'm body positive now. But it's not my job to validate how people feel about their bodies. Whew. And that's the only person we need to hear from on Adele's weight. Ever. But since we're speaking about physical transformations, on the show today, we're going to talk about yassification, a uh, funny trend that may already be past its prime. But first, you know them, you love them. High-speed downloads are back. After the break, Madison and I will be absolutely speeding through an Instagram post from Vin Diesel and his decade-long beef with The Rock, and Shailene Woodley's bizarre Insta story where she talked about Aaron Rodgers' dick? Thank you so much for this, Shailene. I really didn't have anything else I wanted to do with my time this week. Aaron Rodgers' dick (laughs) coming up after the break. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. In 2007... TV network CBS dropped 40 kids in the middle of the New Mexico desert as part of a brand new reality show. These kids would have to build their own society from scratch. And if this sounds like Lord of the Flies to you, well, it was meant to. We were on this mission together. We were going to prove to the world that we could make a better society than adults could. I'm Josh Gwynn, and I want to know what this wild TV experiment was really about. Split Screen, Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available now. 
are back with some high-speed downloads. In case you're new here, high-speed downloads is a segment of the show where Madison and I get one minute to tell you everything you need to know about some random shit that happened on the internet. In case you don't like listening to people talk really, really fast, maybe change your podcast playback settings to like 0.7x. If you do 0.5x, it sounds like we're drunk, which is also fun. Yeah, I was going to say that's fun too. Like we're not not telling you to do that. Yeah, we're just, we're in case you, we don't want you to be surprised. But <laughs> Madison, I think you're first today. I am indeed. And I'm going to talk to you about one Shailene Woodley. I... I can't wait. I'm going to be honest. All right. So you have one minute on the clock to tell us about Shailene Woodley. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Shailene Woodley rose to fame on ABC Family Secret Life of the American Teenager. Incredible show. Go watch it. She also starred in a Hunger Games knockoff. She was in Big Little Lies. She's known for having some uh, peculiar bunk wellness habits, let's say, uh, even for an actor like eating clay and making your own medicine. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do any of those things. She's currently dating Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. That's a football team. I know things about sports. He recently revealed to have lied or uh, omitted some truths about his vaccination status to the NFL. He's the former boyfriend of Olivia Munn, who got a new face eating potatoes and is now having John Mulaney's baby. Uh, that Aaron Rodgers. The Daily Mail published photos of a masked guy mm-hmm. getting coffee. They misidied his <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, but obviously that wasn't him because Joe Rogan's friend Aaron would not be caught wearing a mask in the year 2021. Wear a freaking mask, people. But Shailene called out the misidentification in another way by posting an Insta story circling the man's shoes. Quote, I know Aaron's body very well. First off, his feet, ahem, no offense, his rando dude, are a lot bigger, winky face. Dear God, are people who date men okay? Like, Shailene, please, tell me more about how you eat tree bark or something. That's way more interesting and compelling than Aaron Rodgers' dick. Although, come to think of it, Shailene Woodley, the Green Bay Packers, there might be something there. She goes on to point out that the man's hands aren't hairy enough. And... (laughs) Bitch, I know you did not just say Shailene Woodley. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, my God. In time-honored, high-speed download tradition, you have one more thing you get to say. It can't include a dick joke. <laughs> what would you like to say? <laughs> there were a few more slides in that Instagram story I didn't get to where Shailene points out that this guy's hands aren't hairy enough to be Aaron Rodgers and that Aaron Rodgers would never drive a car like this guy drives, which I think I can't finish this thought without making some sort of dick innuendo. I'm trying to make the innuendo, and I can't quite get there. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Uh, don't eat clay. Shailene, <laughs> if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat clay, and also don't eat rocks. Which brings me, Rachel, to your wow. high-speed download. <laughs> A transition <laughs> to beat all transitions. An iconic transition. So, Rachel, I spoiled it a little bit, but what are you talking about today? I am talking about none other than Dwayne, The Rock, Johnson, and Vin Diesel, who are just have a beef to be the most muscle man in town. (laughs) I love it. You've got one minute on the clock. Three, (sighs) two, one, go. Okay, Vin Diesel, star of the Fast and Furious franchise. You know, we're all family here. We like to drive cars. Anyway, I've never understood whether he's black or not. That's not really the question here, but, like, hit me up if you understand. Anyway, he's long had a beef with The Rock ever since The Rock joined the Fast and Furious franchise in Fast Five because both men are, like, extremely conscious of how they're portrayed on screen. Like, they refuse to lose fights. Like, they refuse to lose fights. Like, Vin Diesel had his sister come onto set to count the number of hits to make sure that he had more hits than The Rock. It's honestly kind of fucking crazy. Anyway, Tension First came out in 2016 when The Rock posted on Instagram calling a certain male candy stars for being quote-unquote candy asses. In 2018, The Rock kind of walked it back, chalking the tension up to different philosophies. But they literally won't film Fast and Furious movies together anymore. Like, The Rock, 
like spun off to do Hobbs and Shaw because they wouldn't be in a fucking movie together. But also Hobbs and Shaw has Jason Statham who also has a fight stipulation in his contract. Whatever. Anyway, right then appear in Fast 9 where uh, the car went to space. 10 seconds. They took the car to space? Anyway, everyone thought the feud was over. Last week, Ben posted on Instagram calling for his little brother Dwayne to come back to the franchise for Fast 9. He said, I said so I love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise. Sorry, I do, I will allow you the sentence, but first I must exclaim, the car went to space? The car went to space, (laughs) They took the car to space in Fast 9, and it was the funniest shit I've ever seen. Two dudes from the ghetto, out of space. You know ain't nobody gonna believe us, right? You're right. That's not the other sentence. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, per the high-speed download bylaws, uh, give us your final thoughts. Uh, so last week, <laughs> Vin Diesel posted on on Instagram and said, I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no other. I hope you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. And no, I did not add fulfill your destiny. Again, I just... Are men okay? No, they're not. I would like to state for the record that there are uh, a lot of women in the Fast and Furious franchise who are always fighting each other, and none of them have these these disputes. So, you know, I'm going to leave that there. That's it for High Speed Downloads today, but we do want to take a minute and say, if you ever have an idea for a High Speed Download topic, something you're dying to hear about at a breakneck pace... Tweet at us. Email us your idea. Uh, carrier pigeon? Probably don't do that. It'll probably be stale by the time it gets here. Our email is icymi at slate.com. We're going to take a quick break to catch our breath, call our pulmonologists, and we will be right back. Thanks so much for listening to ICYMI. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, consider subscribing to Slate Plus, which lets you hear us and all of Slate's other podcasts ad-free. Starting at just $1 for the first month, you'll get unlimited reading on the site and plenty of Slate Plus bonus audio content. To subscribe, head over to slate.com slash ICYMI Plus. Hi, this is Dahlia Lithwick, host of Slate's legal podcast, Amicus. If you're listening to this show, you might be interested in Amicus's live show that we're hosting in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday, May the 14th. My colleague, Mark Joseph Stern, and I will be talking to some amazing guests, including Sherilyn Eiffel and a sitting state Supreme Court justice all about how originalism, a relatively recently invented way of interpreting the Constitution, has taken over the Supreme Court and radically reshaped the law. It's been doctrinal rocket fuel for the conservative legal movement and facilitated the rolling back of abortion rights, the expansion of gun rights, and the obliteration of the separation of church and state. And as another wildly consequential Supreme Court term careers to its end, the court's originalists are on a tear. But there's something you can do about it. And we hope you'll join us in D.C. on May 14th to explore the possible pathways out of the current situation. Go to slate.com slash amicus live for tickets. Yes. 
we're back to talk about yassification, <laughs> a uh, newish trend that crested the uh, comedy wave recently with the yassification bot on Twitter. But first, I think we need to have a little vocabulary lesson. Rachel, <laughs> what is yassification? Merriam-Webster defines mm, fun. Mm. <laughs> immediate, immediate C- minus on this paper, at least. <laughs> Well, the internet's version of Merriam-Webster, Know Your Meme, <laughs> said that yassification first appeared on Twitter around August 2020 when a Twitter user who goes by the name of Et Puppy Overalls tweeted, I'm choking on the yassification gas. <laughs> but like most things on the internet, declaring a kind of patient zero is a recipe for someone saying that you're wrong. So let's just say that the yassification kind of happened post-broad city. Dude, I thought we were cool. Now I gotta lug all this to some Jesus house? No, you bobo. My mom's stuff is fancy as Take it back to Beacons and sell the out of it. <sighs> the student has become the teacher. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. When white women started overusing yas. I was gonna say, we, we simply must. Yes. <laughs> Uh, this is my blanket apology. This is a call in to my fellow white women. Are you listening? Are you learning? Do yas. I mean, less. Do less. Oh, my God. So for the, for the uninformed, yas, before Broad City got a hold of it, actually originated in ballroom culture around, like, the late 1980s, which is, like, a queer subculture that is incredible. Beautiful. Watch pose. <laughs> Watch Pose. And it was kind of adopted by, like, the wider queer community in the late 1990s before, like, I don't want to say making its way over because ballroom culture and black culture are kind of inextricably linked, but I would say it made its way over to heterosexual black community culture around, like, the beginning of the 2000s-ish, early aughts. And then with the advent of social media uh, and white people got more <laughs> access to black and queer people than they ever had before. They decided to um, do what they did to Yas that they did with faux shizzle, which is run it into the goddamn ground. This is a bit of a homework assignment before you may Yasify. Go watch Paris is Burning, watch some Pose, and then download Facetune. And after you're done doing your homework, you can uh, think on one of the, I think, most popular overuses of Yas that everyone kind of knows, which is Lady Gaga's fans standing outside of her home just screaming Yas Gaga. I don't even think it's always her home. It's, it's just anywhere Gaga might be. Well, it started, it started at like a red carpet, right? It was like one specific fan, I think, at the VMAs. Probably. Yeah, I, I think I'm remembering this correctly. It was a fan at the VMAs. Screaming Yas Gaga, Yas Gaga. And then it, the subsequent fallout was that obviously <laughs> the Yas did not come <laughs> to like white queer fans of Lady Gaga fully formed sprang of their brain when they had a headache, right? This was language <laughs> co-opted from Not you bringing black culture. in the Greek mythology. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. We got to play it, right? <laughs> yeah. brings us to where we are today, yassification. So yassification actually was part of this kind of funny, like, heel turn in the yass train, where I think, like, Broad City, yass became synonymous with 
straight white women. But then it kind of came back around. So yassification actually basically means to kind of make something more queer. There's this incredibly exemplary tweet from like October of 2021 that says, poppers are the yassification of whippets. Brief pause for, hi mom, I know you're Googling this. We'll give you a second. (laughs) The way you see the phrase used on Twitter now is most often like the yassification of X. But then around the beginning of November of this year, yassification becomes something else. Rachel, when was the first time you saw a yassified image on Twitter? (laughs) The first time I saw it was around, I would say like beginning of November, end of October. And it was of Tony Collette in Hereditary, which to be clear, I haven't seen. I I can't watch horror movies. It's It doesn't work for me. So I don't really know what's happening in this scene. But in the original scene, it looks like she's screaming and looks terrified as one does in a horror movie. And then her entire expression kind of changes to like, I am the supreme. And in the Yassified version, that transition to, I am the Supreme, is to one where she just has this, like, heavy IG glam, like, perfect blowout, looks a bit like a sim. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hilarious because <laughs> she's in a horror movie. Be sure to check out our Twitter account at ICYMI underscore pod. We know this is a very uh, visual gag, and hearing it described is not as satisfying as seeing it. So we have tweeted a bunch of Yassified content to help you uh, fully get where Rachel's coming from. (laughs) But Madison, you've seen this, right? Yeah. I mean, I think we're describing it on sort of a broader level. On a nitty gritty, these photos look like if you took a still of a celebrity or even a picture of your own face and then face-tuned it within an inch of its life. So skin no longer has pores. Lips are just plumped and Botoxed, like perfect highlighter, (laughs) flawless bone structure, eyebrows arched towards the heavens. The kind of images where you see them on the internet and you go, well, that's not what that person looks like, immediately, to a creepy degree. Yes. The kind of humor of this meme is is at its highest point when it is an image that should, where the yassification is completely, it, it should not exist there. I saw one of, you know that photo of that woman during like the Great Depression, Despo era, and she has like four kids and it, it's like a really powerful photo and it's in every single fucking history textbook. Yeah, Migrant Mother by Dorothea Lang. I'm mm-hmm. with you. Damn. Uh, imagine that yassified. <laughs> Imagine her, yes, imagine her with, like, a full beat. Florence Owens Thompson has suffered enough. She did not need this, too. She was exploited for that photo, and her family never saw a dime. She did not deserve this. The funny thing is, like, it's just, like, her her kids aren't yassified, and so it's just, like, (laughs) that is when the humor is at its highest. So... (laughs) There's this there's this bot on Twitter that is created in November that basically takes the joke and kind of runs it into the ground. But it starts on a high note with a yassified version of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Describe this photo to us. I was about to say it's impossible to describe this photo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would you try anyway? I'm going to try anyway. Imagine... Imagine Joe Biden 
All right. You have a picture of him in your mind? Yeah, I, I want Joe Biden. I need Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Imagine him with a full head of hair, like Silver Fox <laughs> head of hair. <laughs> like, kind of giving a little bit of George Clooney. Um, No wrinkles, basically. A full beard. <laughs> and this is Yasified. <laughs> this is Yasified Joe Biden. Yasified Kamala Harris honestly just has, like, longer hair and a full beat. Because, you know... A cab, but Kamala Harris is a beautiful woman. <laughs> We've threaded a bunch of our favorite Yasify bot tweets over on at ICYMI underscore pod for you. Brace yourself for, <laughs> in no particular order, Renesme from Twilight, Professor McGonagall, Robert Pattinson, Toby McGuire from Spider Man, and so many more. But I gotta say, I kind of feel like the bot has taken it too far. Like we have, we have gone back. <laughs> to the point where it's no longer funny. Because it's really only funny when the original photo is of a person that isn't, like, professionally beautiful. At this point, Yasufi Bot is just putting a photo through Facetune, just picking a random person off the street. And by random person, I mean, like, K-pop stars or Pin Badgley. And it's like, what are we doing here? They're already beautiful. It's not that funny. You're just putting men in wigs. And that form of comedy was dead a long time ago. Can I just say I saw Pin Badgley on the streets of Brooklyn recently? I just had to drop that in. Wow, a brag. He's a short king. The trend has, of course, also made its way over to TikTok, where people are using face app filters to yassify themselves. The TikTok trend is set to the song Face Shopping by Sophie, who, rest in peace, was in like a musical genius stream, It's Okay to Cry. So we're going to play the kind of sound sting that all the TikToks are using, and then once again describe this incredibly visual gag. My face. In this video, there's a person with a like full mustache and beard and hair pulled back. And then when the when the sting hits, the hair comes down into like a perfect lob. The lipstick is perfect. The skin, again, no pores. Simply no pores. The no pores is a very important part of this face app journey. I might say it's the most important part. Like, can one truly be ossified if one still has pores? So the TikTok trend features people saying things like, just snorted a yas pill. And there are also videos under the sound of people being like, how do I yasify myself? Because it kind of looks like it's just a TikTok filter, but it's not. It's a specific app. And everyone in the comments is not giving any helpful notes. They're just saying, you have to double your dosage of your yas pill. <laughs> or you have to go snort some yasification gas. And then there's like the lone person in the comment that's like, FaceApp tutorial here, which shout out to you. <laughs> Good growth hack. I will say, I think if you want to go to Yasification school, like take Yasifying 101, you should head over to Callista Gingrich's Instagram. <laughs> Newt Gingrich's wife. Uh, this woman has been Yasifying her face and Newt's face forever. Forever. They have not had a pore since Instagram was invented. <laughs> And you know for a fact that they have pores in real life. Like, their wrinkles, it's not even like they fully Photoshop out the wrinkles. It's just like, they look like hills? I don't know how to describe it. It's wild. <laughs> it's uncanny valley. <laughs> Talking about Calista Gingrich, though, is actually sort of a funny place to end on this. Because yassification, we're all in on the joke, right? This is a bit. We're not, like, changing the way that Tobey Maguire looks. <laughs> 
to make him look like he's in drag because we think we're improving his face. <laughs> it's sort of a funny murder commentary on people who use these apps in earnest, like aggressively overshop their faces and think, no one's going to know. They're going to know, okay? We know. How will they know? <laughs> they will know because I will take a screenshot of the photo you posted wishing your boyfriend a happy birthday and text it to Rachel saying, their faces don't look like this. Madison, I didn't think we were going to talk about that. <laughs> Hypothetically, of course. Hypothetically, of course. Mm-hmm. And on that note, yes. All right, that is the show. We'll be back in your feed on Saturday, so definitely subscribe. It's free. And the best way to never miss me saying yas, ironically, of course. Please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about us. The perfect Christmas gift for anyone in your life is to subscribe to ICYMI on their phone for them. You can also follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod. And you can also DM us your questions there. Like, Yas. And you can also always drop us a note at ICYMI and Slate.com. Who knows? We might have you on the show. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader. Our supervising producer is Derek John. We're edited by Forrest Wickman and Allegra Frank. Alicia Montgomery is executive producer of Slate Podcasts. And a special shout out to Amber Smith. See you online. Or in a car in space. Three. Two, one, go. Shailene Woodley first roamed to fit. Mm. Can we do that again? Nope. Please? Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I wasn't saying no to you. <laughs> I was saying no to my clock. I was telling it to stop. Sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs>